Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Debbie Heiser. She's a founder and CEO, a TEDx speaker, adjunct professor. She's also an applied development psychologist, and she's a Psychology Today blogger, as well as an aging specialist. Debbie, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure and a, and a privilege. So you have many, many things that fascinates me. And let's just start with psychology because psychology <laughs> is one of those subjects that we all know or have heard about, but really we are not rational beings. And so psychology is just a fascinating subject. Why did you decide to be a psychologist? Oh, that's uh, interesting that you ask. I haven't thought about that in a while, but I actually have a real story about that. My grandmother... <laughs> was like, I, I, there was a real purpose for this. I didn't know about psychology. My grandmother became sick and was in a, an assisted living facility. And she was always the coolest lady in the whole world. And I just adored her. And she got depressed and we didn't know what was wrong with grandma. We were like, what happened to grandma? And the, there happened to be a psychologist who worked there and she said, don't worry, we're gonna fix grandma. And they did. And grandma was back to herself. And I said, I'm going to do that. And I enrolled and decided to become a psychologist. And I've never looked back. And that's why I'm an aging specialist. Wow, 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 wow. You know, you're a perfect example of how, you know, oddly enough, or maybe I think it or find it odd where when I ask questions that seem simple, but it's really not. And they say, I don't know. I just thought about it. Or, you know, in your case, you had a deeply emotional connection with your grandmother. And hence, you ultimately help people with their aging. So, what do you feel are the most misunderstood things about the aging population? And all of us obviously have mothers and fathers and grandparents. So what do you think that you can share with our listeners to just help them just appreciate and be more sympathetic, empathetic, and more admirable for people that are older? Well, I think that one thing is that, uh, thinking about aging should be something that we start thinking about pretty early. Um, most of us, when I talk to people and I say, hey, I'll ask the students, what do you think about aging? The words that come up are things like frail, um, dementia, um, uh, unable to you know, move around a lot, um, slow, all of these words that none of those are positive. It's scary for us. Yeah. All, of those all of those are also physical and cognitive things that we know you know, from birth, we, we, we sort of soar with our physical abilities, and then we expect a decline at some point, and we don't ever expect that to go back up. So what do we have to look forward to? Most of us um, don't know or realize, though, that our emotional aspect with regard to aging and our lifespan only goes up through our whole lifespan. It never decreases. That's why older adults are happier than younger adults. So somebody who's 80 is happier than somebody who's 20. Um, so these are the things, if we can understand that there are really important things to look forward to. And older adults won't say, hey, I wish I could run faster than you, my 20-year-old grandson. <laughs> I, they don't care about that. Um, they really are satisfied with a lot of things in their life and with all of the accumulated knowledge and things like that. They're really not worried so much about um, being able to play a video game as well as a 15 year old or um, 
winning tennis matches, things like that. They're really more interested in having purpose and meaning and value in their life, which most of them have. And so that's what I would love for people to know. That's fascinating. And when you say, you know, a person that's older, I mean, is it a certain age that they start having this realization, whether it's in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. 80s? I mean, have you seen any, um, you know, turning points specifically? Yes. So in midlife, you know, what, what happens is well, we go through midlife. What, what is midlife? Midlife is really like, I'm going to say 50, 60, 50s and 60s is the okay. turning point. Okay. We're already experts in our jobs. We know what we're going to do. Like you, you, you've already gone out into the workplace. You gar you garnered a lot of information for yourself and you said, Hey, I'm going to now move and I'm going to go use all that information because now I have all this expertise. Well, by the time we're in our 50s, you know, our families have um, already been raised in most cases. We're experts in our fields and we can relax a little. And this is the time when we get happier. So that sort of that that uh, the stressors um, are sort of off of our shoulders at this point. And this is when it when uh, we see that real pivot. Fascinating. Fascinating. And what's the talk you shared on your TEDx talk? Um, I talked about um, generativity, really, and generativity is our real desire to give back. What I was talking about is um, I founded a company called The Mentor Project, and it was based on um, people who want to give back. They want to leave a legacy. Uh, we all check boxes through our lifespan, um, and we get to a certain point, we say, what now? And so when people leave their jobs or when they are experts in a field or they've done things that have changed the world, um, they still want to give back. They don't want to just sit on a rocking chair on their front porch. So uh, we founded the Mentor Project to bring experts in fields that have changed the world, like the person who patented how we use credit cards on the internet, the father of the firewall, all of these really cool people who've done amazing things give back for free to the next generation. So we're really using our experts um, so that they can continue with all of the amazing uh, work that we've already seen happen since like the 70s or so here, um, really continue with the leaps forward uh, with the next generation. So that's what we're doing. We do it completely for free. So. Bill Cheswick is often said to say, I want to teach quantum mechanics to fourth graders. And he does. He goes That's out and he does. Yeah. So I'm it's curious great. because it, it says that you, you bring expert STEM professionals, you know, science, technology, um, is it electronics? Engineering. Engineering math. And, and math. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Electronics. So you're a psychologist by training, but then you also talk about the more, you know, technical stuff of, of science. So, why not have a nonprofit to help people with, with uh, psychology? I mean, I'm just curious like, why you chose the, the STEM aspect of things. This, this is psychology in a way. Well, first, we also added um, the arts to it, and we mm -hmm. do have psychologists. That, that is a, a science. Um, yeah. But what we, what we, the way that I look at this is, as a psychologist, I'm focusing on the mentors. I want them to mm, leave their legacy. I want them to give back. We all know that a mentee is going to benefit. There's no yeah. question about that. If somebody's there helping you, you're going to be helped. But everyone leaves uh, off the mentors. They forget about them. They don't think about and they, They're just thinking, what can I take from a mentor? 
but they don't realize that what the mentors get is as powerful or more powerful than what they're giving to their mentees. It's an incredibly powerful experience to know that you've changed a life, to know that you've made a difference in maybe um, hundreds of lives. And so our mentors are deeply moved by the work that they do. And I that's the psychological component. I couldn't agree with you more, Deborah. I started this homeless youth program at the largest shelter in LA 10 years ago, and we've invited 400 plus mentors to help kids that are homeless. But one of them actually is a good friend of mine. His name is Dr. Marco Corelli. He's from Italy, got his degree in chemistry at USC and created a nonprofit about teaching high school students on how to understand nanotechnology. So going back to your you know, STEM professionals, I'm happy to introduce him after the podcast. But what I'm saying is, when I saw the face on Marco's, um, when I saw the, the, the smile on Marco's face, when I said to the students that are in this shelter, because you don't never know if they connect with the mentors or not, right? So I say, who mm -hmm. wants Marco back in, in our class? And everyone raised their hand. And that smile that literally he gave more than four years ago, Deborah, reminds me. And again, I feel that same smile. Every time I see these, these kids that though they're homeless, I always say, if only you saw yourselves in terms of how I see you. So like what you're saying, listeners hopefully you know that however old you are however much experience you have it really is when you mentor other people and by sharing your stories and experience it is a mutual respect and mutual synergy where you can change and inspire the world so one last question deborah you do teach at a university and so what are things you might want to share with our listeners that the youth want to mentor us about what what do the youth want us adults to know about their generation I think that, well, I couldn't answer that for them because I, I am not in their heads, but I will tell you that I do have a mentor, a personal mentor, uh, who is a, he's finishing up college right now. And so um, I think that, and he was surprised that I asked him if he would mentor me because he said, what, you know, <laughs> that, why would you do that? I think that the youth are surprised that we need them as much as they need us. And when I say I need um, someone who's younger, I really do need my mentor to help me understand and guide me in social media and in all kinds of the things that are changing with um, the way that younger people are thinking. I'm in my 50s. I need somebody to help me translate that just as much as someone who's younger needs me to translate other things for them. So, well, I commend you for having that courage to recognize that because again all of us need need help and thank you so much for being on our podcast how can our guests stay in touch with you deborah they can reach me at mentorproject.org uh they can use the contact button they can reach me via linkedin deborah heiser uh on twitter deborah heiser or uh team mentor project um, and on Facebook, we have a really robust uh, Facebook page called The Mentor Project. Great. Thanks so much, Deborah. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much. Take care.